Hey, welcome to the Monday episode of the Doc Washburn Show. It is May the 2nd, 2022, and uh, we're just so thankful to have you here today and uh, just so thankful that you uh, joined us. And we're going to be talking about the uh, policing of pronouns, and uh, there's more to that than meets the eye. Biden spending $33 billion to Ukraine for Social Security and pensions while pensions are going in the toilet in America. And will Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison be the Jeb Bush of 2024? Stay tuned for the Doc Washburn Show, and we're going to have a great time. I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn, but we're going to have a blast here today. Stay tuned as we get ready to start the show. So glad to have you here uh, today on this Monday, May the 2nd. Cannot believe it's already uh, May, uh, but here we are. And man, a lot going on, a lot in the news, and uh, want to try to catch you up on everything that is happening. Uh, if anything late breaking happens, we'll be sure and let you know. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday at the start of this uh, week and uh, the start of May. Hope everything is going well for you. As I said, we're going to be talking about the Policing of pronouns and there's a little bit more than meets the eye. I think there about Biden sending 33 billion with a B to Ukraine. We don't even deal in millions anymore. Uh, then will Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson be the Jeb Bush of 2024? And so it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating. We're going to get ready. As always, we are brought to you uh, by some great, great sponsors, TurnMyPowerOn.com, Jonathan Presswood, Ed, Edwards Jones Investments, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, JustinMintonLaw.com, and Red River Your Way. We're going to hear from Red River Your Way right now as we get ready to rock and roll and start this show. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom 
the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, man. We're so thankful that you joined us uh, on this beautiful Monday. What a beautiful weekend we had. And, uh, man, there's a lot going on. Uh, hey, Sunrise, good to see you uh, there uh, joining us here uh, on a Monday show very, very early. And uh, this will be going out. Of course, we'll be putting it out uh, where you can get your podcast uh, here in just a little while right after the show. Uh, but a lot going on. Uh, you may or may not know for some of you that I am Donnie Copeland. You can find me at Twitter at Donnie Copeland. You can find me at Gab at Donnie Copeland or Truth Social at Donnie Copeland. Uh, I'm also on Facebook at uh, at Donnie Ray Copeland, I believe it is. I'm not sure why I did it that way, but uh, it is what it is. And I am sitting in for the one and only Doc Washburn, who is burning the candle at both ends. Uh, he and I were going over his schedule tonight and I really, I don't know how the guy's doing it. I, I drove two hours one way. Uh, me and Jeremiah drove, uh, two hours one way, spoke to a group there for a full three minutes. I uh, had dinner and drove back two hours and, uh, and he's doing this four and five times a day and he is energized and, uh, and really, really taking it to him. And, and I'm telling you, we are turning the tide. For some of you may not know, Doc Washburn is running for governor. You can go there to elect.washburn.com. And, uh, and, and, and we're, I'll tell you what, we are, uh, making, uh, making headway. Uh, I'll tell you something, and I'm going to get right into the show and tell you something hilarious that happened was, uh, over the weekend, uh, the Republican Party of Washington County here in Arkansas uh, and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and that's who Doc is running against, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the former, yes, that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, former press secretary uh, to Donald J. President Donald J. Trump. And you may ask, why in the world would Doc Washburn run against Sarah Huckabee Sanders? And uh, th- that's exactly how we would have felt if not for the fact that Sarah Huckabee Sanders endorsed French Hill, who said that the idea of a stolen election was a fable and a fallacy. She also turned around and endorsed John Bozeman, who said that uh, Donald Trump could well be uh, prosecuted for January the 6th. And then uh, she went and raised uh, funds and had a fundraiser and a big weekend with uh, Mike Pence, who stabbed uh, the, pres- the president and stabbed the American people in the back by not doing what he was asked to do. He was not asked to overturn the election. He was asked to turn to send the how the electors were chosen, the Joseph Biden electors, back to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And he was to preside over all the evidence that had been uh, gathered, including a lot of the evidence that you're going to see in the movie coming out uh, this, uh, coming out tomorrow and on Wednesday called 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. So that's all Mike Pence was asked to do was to show the evidence. He caved, Ted Cruz caved, uh, all of those that promised that they would, uh, they would ask for an investigation. They caved. They set up the January the 6th. Uh, the whole insurrection thing that was put on by Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell to get rid of Donald Trump. If you don't believe me, go read Emma Robinson's piece. Go read, uh, uh, go look, go watch, 
uh, Steve Bannon on War Room. Just pull up Peter Navarro's, the Peter Navarro Report, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, uh, and look at the information for yourself. It's right there in uh, plain sight. So, Doc, when all this came out, Doc said, look, I cannot let this woman who claims to be, you know, a protege of Pre- President Trump run for uh, governor unopposed. And so uh, he got in the race. And I'm telling you, we put together a phenomenal, phenomenal campaign team. And uh, that is as good as any campaign team I've seen for anybody outside of a, of a presidential election. It has been first class in every way. And running it on a shoestring, uh, probably maybe 60 grand so far. And we've got most of that still in the bank that we are going to be pushing and sprinting to the, to the, uh, to the finish line for May 9th early voting and then May 24th for the actual primary. And I'm telling you folks, uh, listen, I told my wife when we started this, I, I told her, I said, look, uh, had the idea of filming a documentary. And so, uh, Doc had a, a uh, young man that he really thought a lot of and, and, uh, we started him on right off on filming everything that we do because I think we're going to make history. I think, uh, there is a good than better chance that we can upset Sarah Huckabee Sanders with her so far $14.2 million and, uh, we may get a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, and so we won't even get, if we, we're lucky if we get one percent. And, and I think there is a good and better chance. I think right now uh, we are coming up uh, in, uh, up on the blind side or on the far side, and we're like a horse that's been back in the very back, and we've just been gaining, and now we're turning the corner for the last stretch, and we have all the momentum. Uh, we have people flipping every day. And I'm not going to talk about this for long because this is a national show and I'm going to talk about national things. But I want to tell you about something that they did this weekend. They unveiled the Tyson, that's the Tyson Food Company. Uh, they unveiled the Tyson Food Presents, uh, w- along with the Washington, Repu- Washington County Republican Party, who is not supposed to show partiality, the inaugural uh, Rockefeller slash Huckabee lecture series. Now here's the interesting thing about the Rockefeller, uh, Huckabee lecture series. And oh, by the way, the inaugural, uh, lecture series will feature none other than Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And this is going to be, uh, on May the 8th, I think, or 7th, something like that, just before early voting starts. Shocker. Uh, here's the fascinating part about this. Go do a uh, cursory search of lecture series in Arkansas. Go do a cursory, cursory search of uh, the Rockefeller uh, Huckabee lecture series. You will not find it anywhere because they just invented it overnight uh, because they they are afraid. Uh, they have 13, almost 14 million dollars. They have taken Doc extremely uh, lightly and uh, didn't even show up for the debate. So Doc uh, went on the debate stage with the Democrats and uh, the Independent or Green Party or maybe both there. And uh, she has not shown up for hardly any interviews. 
refuses to be interviewed, refuses to answer questions, and people are not happy about it. And so uh, I, I couldn't be prouder of the, the job that Doc is doing. I know you would much rather, as would I, much rather have him doing this show today than me. Uh, and uh, I, I not only don't blame you, I feel like you do, uh, but we're going to have a show anyway. We're going to get it done. Doc's given me a lot of good information. Uh, I can't even use all of it. Uh, but, uh, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna start with something that I think, and it just hit me the other night. My wife and I were shopping and, uh, there was a young lady helping us and she was so helpful and she was having trouble and, uh, couldn't, couldn't help us to the degree that we needed, uh, help and getting assistance. And so she called over another person to help us. And, uh, it was at that time that it dawned on me about this whole pronoun thing. And I'm going to share that with you here in just a minute. Before we do that, I'm going to uh, let Doc tell you about uh, one of our great sponsors, Justin Minton, at the Justin Minton Law Firm. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justice team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Menton, make sure the Menton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Thank you so much for allowing us to get our sponsors in here because they are such a big part of this, as are you, and we're just so very thankful for you. We've had a wonderful, wonderful week. Uh, we're up over the last 14 days uh, by about 15,000 downloads, and so we're very thankful for that. And uh, that is nothing but just you guys being so great and being so helpful to us. Uh, look, as I said earlier, I know we all would much rather have Doc here, as would I, but we're here, and we're going to have a great time here today. And I want to talk to you about um, this time that we went in uh, to a, a shop and, uh, the young lady was trying to help us. You know, we've been in this, uh, we've been in this pronoun. This has been, seemed what the last year or two, uh, and I don't know exactly when it started, but the last year or two, we've kind of had this emphasis on pronouns. And I think maybe Jordan Peterson, uh, brought this to light. It started up in Canada, as a lot of this stuff does. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, Canada may be ahead of us when it comes to pushing back. I want to remind you that uh, there is something called the consent of the governed, and uh, we don't do not have to give consent 
to being pushed around. We do not have to give consent uh, to the disinformation governance board and this kind of garbage. And uh, you need to push like never before on your senators and congressmen and say, listen, if you vote for one out of this uh this disinformation governance board for a dime of funding for it. I'm going to see to it that you get sent home. Um, but um, so we're in the store and, uh, you know, this, this whole thing's been going on about the pronouns and, and, uh, you know, people now on Twitter and, and uh, not so much on Truth Social, uh, but, uh, and not so much on Gab, but uh, they, they give you what their preferred pronouns are. And then you, you, you meet people, uh, you meet females that you can't tell, uh, you pretty much can, but they try to make it to where you can't tell whether they're male or female. There's this whole, um, assault on the distinction of, of the sexes. And, uh, you know, God saw that. If you'll go back in the scripture, and I'm not going to preach to you on this, uh, Monday, uh, but you go back in scripture and, and God talked about the distinction of the sexes back in the Old Testament and he carries that on in the New Testament. And, uh, back then and even, you know, in the sixties and seventies when churches were talking about the distinction of sexes and things that we could do as men and women to, uh, keep that distinction. I mean, we laughed and we thought, man, that's so silly. That's so, uh, backwards minded. Well, it doesn't look so backward minded today. And I want to remind you of a scripture, and whether you are spiritual or religious or not, uh, I think this, it, it applies. And, and listen, something that is so important, and that is this, that never forget that the Bible, uh, is, is, is the most relative, uh, document on the face of the earth. Now we as, and I'm, I'm a minister, uh, we as ministers and pe- teachers and so forth sometimes are not very good at relating its relevance. But the Bible is the most relative book on the face of the earth. Because, see, God 2,000 years ago was talking about there needs to be a distinction of the sexes. And because he saw this coming, he saw what we are facing today. And that is we're facing this thing to where now, uh, as happened to my wife and I the other night, this young lady uh, was helping us, and then they brought over another person, and it looked, it had a guy's haircut, and, uh, you know, looked like a, a dude, uh, but you could tell it was a girl, and not just by the, you know, by the anatomy, or, you know, the outward anatomy, and, 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 uh, shape and all that, but just the features, and just, you could tell that it was a, a female. And so she was so helpful. Uh, the other young lady was so helpful. And, you know, I, something we try to do as Christians, whether we agree with somebody, whether they look like us or don't look like us, or whether they've got tats from head to toe, whether they are a guy trying to look like a girl or a girl trying to look like a guy, we always treat them with the utmost respect. I think that's just, you know, and, and I, I don't, I don't get into that with them. And so I never ever would purposely call someone that's trying to look like a male, uh, that's a female. I would never purposely call them something to incite them or to create some type of animosity. Uh, I, I use pronouns and it's just, you know, I'm old. I'm 61 years of age. And so I use pronouns like yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Uh, no, ma'am. I use those out of respect. 
uh, and out of deference, not in any way. And so this young lady was so kind to help us. And so I said, man, thank you, ma'am, so much for helping us. And she didn't have a problem. She didn't, you know, push back. She didn't say, you know, why'd you call me, ma'am? Uh, she just went on about it. And she said, you're welcome. And she went on. But she clearly was trying to look like a guy. And so uh, I had no problem with her. I had no problem with the other young lady who was very feminine. Um, but then it got me to thinking, and I want you to think about something with me. I want you to think about how uh, with the CRT, uh, the you know, the, the whole push toward our schools to take morality out of our schools, to take the Bible out of our schools, to take any type of teaching that is good. You've got this critical race theory. So you have this all, all out assault, assault on morality, on manners. It's almost the uh, opposite of what Will, William Wilberforce did in England, where he had this campaign of good manners, there is actually a campaign of immorality and a campaign of bad manners. And so think about it with me for a moment. One of the things, especially in the South, uh, and for those of you that are, I'd say probably, uh, even my boys, my boys are 34, 35, and 36, and they're, they're very, uh, diligent about, uh, you know, as, as men, uh, you'll you'll notice when I'm around them if if it's a lady whether she's younger or older they'll say yes ma'am and no ma'am but if it's a man whether he's younger or older they say yes sir no sir and and unfortunately that's probably more of a southern thing than it is a northern thing and I could be wrong we have a lot of northerner listener northern listeners but I've had family and friends uh, that uh, or at least friends from the north. And tell me that's more of a southern thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't spent any time uh, other than just visiting uh, northern states. I've not ever lived in a northern state. So you could tell us if it is or not. But here's what hit me. And, and I think it's a part of the whole uh, campaign is for me. And I thought about it. I thought, you know, I need to quit using yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. Think about that for a moment. I need to quit using yes, sir, and no, sir, because I don't know. It's a habit, and so I'm, I'm using it with someone who clearly looks like a man. I'm using it with someone who clearly looks like a woman, so it becomes habit, right? And then somebody comes up who I, I can pretty much tell that it's a woman, but they're trying to look like a man, but it's kind of such ingrained in me that I just, out of politeness and out of kindness and deference, I say, yes, ma'am, and I don't mean that ugly, but it hit me as we were walking out of that store. I thought, you know, do I need to quit using pronouns? And then it dawned on me. That's exactly what this part of this whole pronoun thing to do, is about, I think. It's about uh, uh, taking out politeness, taking out uh, personal uh, because there's, you know, we saw this with uh, Barack Obama. We, we've not seen this type of onslaught where pitting one race against another, pitting people against one, one, one another. And that is part, if you look at the, at the communist uh, agenda, part of that is to uh, get us to be opposed to one another, not, not to have a polite society. It is a, uh, it is an affront to the the communist uh, playbook. And so that that just dawned on me. It hit me just like a ton of bricks that uh, 
This could very well be a part of that. Listen, folks, I, I don't think this is just, you know, Barack Obama and the socialists and the communists. Uh, I think, you know, Disney and their onslaught and all, all the stuff, you know, people washing their face, these Hollywood types washing their face uh, and, and, you know, uh, with uh, the, the tissue of, of aborted babies and stuff. You know, folks, this, this is not just some agenda from some human. I, I believe this is a spiritual battle. In fact, the Bible says, Doc quotes this quite often, we wrestle not against flesh and blood principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places. And so I think this whole pronoun thing could very well be a part of that. And so, you know what I decided? Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not stopping my pronouns. I'm not, if somebody asked me not to say yes, ma'am or no, ma'am, I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm not going to create a scene with them or create a problem with them. Uh, but I, I, at the same time, I'm not going to allow uh, this attack on decency, morality, uh, on deference, on politeness. I'm not going to allow that, and I hope you won't either. Uh, but, uh, man, we're so thankful to have you today. I want to hear from another one of our sponsors, uh, and that is Art Wilborn, uh, and he is uh, the CEO of MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. And I hope sometime that you can make the time to go to MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. My wife and I did it, and we are so thankful. We have not been happier with our health insurance than when uh, we signed up with MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. I want you to listen here as Doc talks about MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums. Personalized health coverage. Low to no deductible. No co-pays. Click the big red button. Schedule call now. Book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right. Again, thank you so much for being with us on this Monday, May the 2nd. Episode 142. This is a very different type of uh, podcast or show if this is your first time uh, to find us. Number one, also, we would love for you, if you would, to let people know about us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Send them the link uh, when you're listening. If you'll just uh, send it over. Say, hey, I wish you would listen to this. 
We would love to have uh, your friends. Uh, to all of our patrons, the people that go to dotwashburnshow.com, uh, and if you have uh, any questions about any of our sponsors and would like more information, you can go to dotwashburnshow.com. All those links to all of our uh, Red River Your Way, Justin Minton Law, My Family Health Plan, Jonathan Presswood, Edwards Jones Investments, and TurnMyPowerOn.com. All those links are live, so you can go right to their website uh, there and uh, find uh, everything about them. And so uh, we would love uh, to uh, to for you, see you be helped by them because they are a, tre- a tremendous help to us. And uh, we are so very, very thankful, so thankful to have you with us today. And uh, and so I'm hoping uh, that, uh, you know, every one of us will play our part. I talked to you about this and we have patrons that go to dotwashmanshow.com. They give five, 10, 15, 20 bucks. That's a tremendous help. If you'd love to help with the campaign, uh, we don't push that a lot here because that's not why you're on here. Uh, but if you would like to, you can go to elect.washburn.com and, uh, give their online. Uh, and again, uh, to our patrons, uh, we want to do something for you. We're going to kind of been planning uh, to do something for you. We have several that are always so kind to help us, uh, to our listeners. And so we're going to be after this primary is over, we're going to be looking at some really cool, uh, stuff that we're going to be uh, bringing out as far as merchandise, t-shirts and hats and those types of things that you can wear, uh, and, uh, kind of, uh, promote the show, but also uh, your own ideas uh, and uh, things that we talk about here that I think are so very uh, important. Also, if you would love to, uh, if you're in Arkansas and you would like, or maybe you're passing through Arkansas and you would like to see Doc Washburn out there on the uh, campaign trail, and he's all over the state, uh, I think he's got about four or five stops tomorrow. Uh, then you can just go to the uh, elect.washburn.com and you can find uh, his schedule there. Or you can go to the Facebook page, elect.washburn, and there will be uh, all the locations where he will be. And we would uh, I know he would love to see you. Let him know that you're a listener of the podcast. And uh, so we've been talking about the police and the pronouns, and there may be more there than meets the eye. I don't know. That was just a thought that came to me, and uh, and I think there is uh, possibly something to that. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is the uh, Biden sending $33 billion to the Ukraine. I think I have this um, – I think I have this uh, – uh, uh, video uh, that he uh, was announcing and somebody just took a kind of clip of it. Breitbart did, I believe it was, uh, about his uh, his promoting the uh, 33 billion to to them. And uh, I find this so amazing on several fronts. One, uh, it's not it's not a small amount of money. Listen, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're spending money in the millions or if you're spending, oh, oh, well, let me back up and say something. Did, did you realize, I know you do because you're a very smart audience, but, but some people may not realize the government has no money. I, I want to say that again. The government does not own anything. The government has no money. The only money the government has is your money and my money. And they are spending 
uh, sending $33 billion, not million, $33 billion to a country, the Ukraine, that uh, for, quote, from Donald Trump, and I'm trying to find this uh, quote from him, uh, and, and it's just mind-boggling, uh, but send, sending $33 billion to uh, to the Ukraine so that they can uh, fund their Social Security uh, and pensions. Now, uh, I, I want to, I, I do want to say this, and I think it's, I think it's important because I want to be fair. And that is, uh, that when Biden says 33 billion to Social Security, not everybody, in fact, very few people call their plans where they help the elderly Social Security. Uh, that could be more of a generic term for this, the security of, of socially for the people. Uh, but that's not what he said. He said, uh, we're sending $33 billion, uh, for Social Security for Ukraine and, uh, for the, their pensions. Now, here's, there's a couple of problems with this. Number one, uh, what Republicans are going to, uh, along with this? A, that, that's first, uh, what Republicans are going along with this. And if there is a Republican going along with this, uh, they need to, uh, not be, uh, you know, they, they need to not be in office. Uh, that's number one. Uh, li- listen to this for just a moment. Interruption for the brave Ukrainian fighters. Let me start over. In order to sustain Ukraine as it, as it continues to fight. I'm sending Congress a supplemental budget request. It's going to keep weapons and ammunition flowing without interruption to the brave Ukrainian fighters and continue delivering economic and humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainian people. This so-called supplemental funding addresses the needs of the Ukrainian military during the critical weeks and months ahead. And it begins, it begins the transition to longer term security assistance that's going to help Ukraine deter and continue to defend against Russian aggression. This assistance would provide even more artillery, armored vehicles, anti-armored systems, anti-air capabilities that have been used so effectively thus far in the battlefield by the Ukrainian warriors. You know, and it's going to deliver much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. Now, I'm going to stop right there. So he says it right there that the, the money is to sustain the Ukrainian people. Folks, this is at a time when people here in America can't pay for gasoline for their vehicle. This is a time in America where Veterans uh, are in, in great need. This is a time in America where $33 billion would do a lot. I, I get calls regularly from family. I have a family member that works in a uh, homeless, uh, uh, they're an RN and they work in a, uh, a family uh, uh, or a homeless 
medical center. And, and they always are needing assistance and help. And we're happy to do that, uh, as, as, as a nonprofit, the nonprofit that I run. And, uh, and we work with a lot of people there in that facility. Well, man, $33 billion would go a long ways, uh, and, and help a lot of people. And so, uh, you know, and, and some would say, well, you know, uh, we, we, we need to help other people and we do. Uh, but we have people helping. I know the religious organization, the parachurch organization I'm a part of and, and um, the, the, whether it's the United Pentecostal Church or whether it's the Southern Baptist or whether it's the Covenant Presbyterians or whether it's United Methodists or whether it's the Assembly of God or, or whomever else it may be. Uh, and, and then there are, you know, Samaritan's Purse and the Red Cross, uh, and, and there are, uh, the Salvation Army and, and a lot of other organizations that are not even religious whatsoever. Um, they are uh, sending aid on a regular basis. And that's how we need to be doing aid. We don't need to be sending tax dollars that we have no idea of how they are being spent. And is it being, uh, rather than being used for military, rather than being used for uh, assistance with uh, people that are in need, uh, perhaps it is being used to enrich uh, the people that are holding Joe and Hunter Biden's money over there in the Ukraine. Maybe it's a payoff for uh, for not divulging information. I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is. But here's what I do know. I know uh, that thirty three billion dollars is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous amount of money. And we need to think long and hard before we send thirty three billion uh, to a tiny country. Uh, 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 the, the tiny country of, U, of the Ukraine. And so, but here's the, here's the bigger part. Here's the bigger picture. And this is a common theme, uh, with this administration. And this is the opposite of America first. Donald Trump was America first. And that was offensive somehow to people because listen, if we're not, if we're not solvent, if we're not, uh, able, uh, to pay our own bills, uh, then how in the world are we going to help somebody else? And that was what Donald Trump was all about. Donald Trump was about America first. Well, uh, here's the dirty little secret about he mentioned specifically Social Security uh, and pensions. Well, did you realize that Social Security is on a is actually already insolvent by all uh, accounting means? Uh, there are pensions, public pensions all over America. Uh, most state pensions are all but insolvent. Most federal pensions are all but insolvent. Uh, they, they bounce the money around. They pay uh, the people who are retired with the money coming in, hoping that they can kick the can down the road. But if you'll go do a cursory search, I'm using that word cursory a lot tonight, but if you'll just do a surface search, in your state, whether it be California, Virginia, Texas, Arkansas, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, whatever, and you just do a search of the public pensions in your state, you know what you're going to find? That almost every one of the public pensions in your state 
are in trouble, deep trouble. The federal pensions are in deep trouble. They're, they're using young people today's money, both in Social Security and in pension, to pay, uh, to pay for older people who are already retired. And here's the problem. People are living to, to be older. And so because they're living to be older, I'm going to tell you another dirty little secret. That is, that is the exact reason they're opening the borders. They need those, uh, they need additional population to, to be working because the population is aging so rapidly. Uh, and, and, uh, and if it's not already, it will be within the next three to five years. Uh, those over 60 will number more than those under 60. And all those have, guess what, coming? Social Security and they have pensions of some kind coming or some type of retirement, even though pensions are not as uh, prominent as they once were. But certainly 401ks or 403bs or whatever it may be. But you need more population. So you know what you do? You open the borders. You get all these young people coming over and you put them to work and they're paying uh, Social Security and they're paying uh, taxes because uh, your population is getting older. Uh, but rather than taking care of the pensions, rather than taking care, spending money uh, properly and not overspending, uh, and this includes Trump. It doesn't stop with Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or uh, any of the others. Uh, it, it, it includes Donald Trump. There has been way too much spending in this nation without regard uh, to taking care of our pensions and Social Security. So what is the answer? We're given $33 billion to another country for Social Security and for uh, pensions when our pensions are insolvent and our Social Security fund is all but insolvent. But look at the pat the pattern. The pattern is the same. We leave our borders open and we go to the Ukraine and give them uh, equipment and we give them military uh, equipment to secure their border. We give money to other countries to secure their border, but we don't secure our own border. That's why America first. What is causing that? What is the insanity that you would give $33 billion to the Ukraine uh, for their Social Security and for their pensions when your own Social Security and pensions is insolvent? What would cause that? There's one word. I'm going to come back here in just a moment. I'm going to show you what it is. I'm going to show you that it's something. It's, it goes back to the pronouns. It's something much bigger. It's something much greater uh, than just some liberal politicians. Stay with us. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, this and, and uh, what is driving it here in just a moment. But first, Jonathan Presswood is going to, uh, Doc's going to talk to us about Jonathan Presswood and Edwards Jones Investment, one of our newer ad, uh, advertisers, and we're so thankful for all of them. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. 
Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you so much for indulging us there for just a moment. We're talking about uh, America sending, Joe Biden specifically sending 33, or trying to get authorization from Congress to send $33 billion for Social Security, uh, and I quote, and pensions uh, to put money in the pockets of Ukrainians when uh, people in America can't put gas in their car and can't put food on the table, can't even get food. Um, and so what is drive, what would drive someone to give someone else $33 billion? Uh, what would drive when they need it for their own pensions, for their own Social Security? What would drive uh, a country to secure everybody else's border but not secure their borders? It's called globalist. It is called globalism. It is one world government. It is what has been in the making and it is uh, an attempt to homogenize and to eliminate uh, the uh, specific countries all over the world and to have a one world global system and uh, that is one world currency one world religion, uh, one world, uh, politico. It is, it is a complete and total, uh, call for this, uh, all coming together. And, uh, it is a communist, so, uh, not even socialist, communist, Marxist, uh, antichrist, godless, uh, pull and push. Uh, that's why you're seeing the, uh, rampant immorality being taught in our schools and, uh, this total assault on the family, the total assault on something as, as, as simple as pronouns, just how ridiculous all of this is. Well, it is, uh, meant, you say this is, this is destroying America. That's exactly what is meant to do. You've often thought, well, why would, the Democrats do this. That is not good for our nation. They, they are not thinking of America. They are, have no loyalty to America. They have no loyalty to the United States of America. Their loyalty is to the one world governance. That's why they hated and despised Donald Trump 
with every fiber of their being when he went to uh, the G10 uh, uh, global summit and they're all treating him like he's garbage and he didn't let that bother him whatsoever. <coughs> he went in there, uh, or G5, I guess it was, global summit or whatever it was. And, uh, and, and because that is the globalization of our world, whether it be in trade or whether it be in inter- energy, whether it be in religion, it is a globalization. It is the homogenization of the individual. That's why they hate individualism so very much because they want to uh, make us one uh, whole. And so uh, it is so imperative that we realize and that we see that. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about tonight is... Uh, uh, you know, if it, if it were not so hilarious, um, it would, it, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't be so serious. It wouldn't be uh, if it wasn't so serious. That's what I'm trying to say. It would be hilarious. And that is uh, Asa Hutchison uh, looking. Uh, and that's our governor here. For those of you who don't know, uh, in Arkansas, looking at running uh, for governor in 2024 and what a ridiculous, ridiculous proposition, uh, that he would, um, is, is looking at, uh, such a thing. And, uh, he was on, I believe it was state of the union this morning, uh, on, um, on CNN. And uh, I want to play a, a clip and then I want to talk about, uh, him being the, the next, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you who I think he's going to be the next here in just a moment, but let me, let me play this for you here, uh, just a moment. Hang with me. It's, uh, coming up. Give it just a second. Uh, there's ad came up. I didn't have the ad free up. So apologize for that. Uh, but we're talking about Asa Hutchison looking at running in 2024 for president. And, uh, here we go. Options open as your term as governor. Spoke at the politics and eggs event in New Hampshire, a traditional stop for any a presidential hopeful. Are you seriously considering running for? Let me start this over. I, I totally botched that. Or Sorry. you spoke at the politics and eggs event in New Hampshire, a traditional stop for any a presidential hopeful. Are you seriously considering running for president? Uh, I am, but you've got to get through, of course, uh, this year, but that's an option that's on the table. And that's one of the reasons I was in New Hampshire and you had Secretary Mayorkas on, and the border security is such an incredible issue. That's what the kind of thing that I'm passionate about whenever uh, you look at we need to have Title 42 or some equivalent to it. Secondly, we've got to go after the cartels in a more vigorous fashion. Uh, and then thirdly, we've got to support the states in, in the role that we play. So there's much to be done there. I care about those issues. And so, yes, I'm going to be engaged this year and hopefully beyond that. Even if President Trump runs, you will run. Consider running. His 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 uh, candidacy won't affect yours. No, it won't. Uh, I've 
made it clear I think we ought to have a different direction in the future. And so uh, I'm not aligned in, uh, uh, with him uh, on some of his endorsements, but also uh, the direction he wants to take our country. I think he did a lot of good things for our country, but we need to go a different direction. And so that's not a factor in my decision making process. <laughs> so there you go. That is the next Jeb Bush. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, he won't raise near as much money as Jeb Bush, but he also won't get near as many delegates. What Jeb Bush get one or two? Uh, so he'll raise less money and get less delegates. That's my prediction. And you heard it here first. Uh, folks, he won't even win Arkansas. That's how unpopular the guy is. He is. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the things that's weighing down Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, who Doc is running against for governor, is that uh, she was endorsed by him. And then she turned around and said he's doing a great job. Here's the guy that uh, had a bill on his desk that the legislature had passed to outlaw our liberal uh, un- University of Arkansas Medical Center uh, and children's uh, another liberal place, Children's Hospital here, who are ran by ultra liberals. Both have transitioning uh, centers for children to be uh, transitioned uh, into transgenderism. And uh, there was and they they provide chemical castration uh, at those facilities. And the legislature legislature actually passed a bill outlawing that and uh, he vetoed it. And the legislature uh, overrode his veto. So that's the guy that you have running uh, for, uh, supposedly in 2024. So I was telling Doc tonight, we were talking on the phone before, uh, uh, last night before we came on the show, I came on the show today and I said, you know, somebody, because this is, he, there's no way he gets to first base. I don't think he even gets out of the batter's box, um, or even gets to the plate. Uh, he stays in the dugout as it were as a campaign, but, um, uh, so there's something else driving this. What they do is they'll get four or five people in to water down somebody else's votes. So th- their, their real choice to go against, uh, President Trump, uh, has a better chance. That's how all this works. Uh, they always, if they feel threatened at all, they'll put a stooge in like Asa Hutchison, who has no chance uh, is unpopular in his own state. Probably if you were to run a poll right now, he has probably a 35, uh, 38% approval rating among, uh, Republicans, much less, uh, when you get outside of Arkansas. So, uh, that is a joke of the most epic proportions, uh, hands down. And so, uh, but bottom line is, uh, I've got something really, uh, neat for you tonight, and that is our tweet of the day we're going to do. Uh, first, before we go to the tweet of the day, uh, and that's what we're going to close out with, uh, I want to uh, let you hear from what is probably, uh, Doc says is one of the most life-saving things that ever happened to him, uh, and he is a huge believer in it. Uh, I have family members that also I was talking to them uh, earlier today, and they're huge uh uh, proponents of Dr. Crabtree and the Upper Cervical Center and uh, TurnMyPowerOn.com. And uh, here's Doc telling you all about it. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, 
Back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. That's the Upper Cervical Center, turnmypoweron.com. Uh, we're going to go right into uh, here in just a moment, the tweet of the day. Uh, very special thanks to our producer uh, of the Dot Washburn Show, Brian Coolis, uh, and uh, putting together our tweet of the day. Tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. That's the big car dealership right here in the middle of America. And if you need a car, I had someone uh, ask me today about a car. I sent them to Red River Your Way. They went to the website, picked out the car they wanted, figured out the financing. And so uh, if you need to do that, just go to redriveryourway.com, uh, pick out the car that you want, figure out the financing, get approved right there. They'll deliver the car right there to your front door, no matter where you live uh, in the big old USA. So uh, we're going to move right on into our tweet of the day. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right. Julie Kelly is one of our favorites here on the Dot Washburn show. Uh, we just all uh, think the world of her. She's been on the show a couple of times and probably after uh, everything is over uh, and uh, we get through the primary and get a little break before we hit the general election uh, for Doc as he heads toward the governorship of the state of Arkansas. Uh, I'm sure we'll have Julie on uh, again. Uh, but here's her tweet 18 hours ago, and it said, I love the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And I thought, really? Uh, that's that's kind of surprising. And then she goes on, no other event could possibly have displayed the ruling class's arrogance, ignorance, and lack of self-awareness better than that. Assembly of universally despised people worshiping each other as heroes, martyrs, outstanding. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I really uh, <clears throat> uh, laughed out loud, laughed out loud at the toast to 
1A as Biden regime and media collabor- collaboratively destroyed the lives of Trump supporters. No de- dedication to J- January 6th protesters in prison without trial. No condemnation of January 6th trespassers sentenced to jail. Instead, they, talking about Biden and his group, they are the victims of January the 6th. And there is your Red River My Way, a Red River Your Way, I'm sorry, Red River Your Way tweet of the day. Uh, let me go over to Truth, uh, and I'm going to see if I can't. I, I think I fixed that So I've, uh, to get you on to Truth. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., the New York Times, wrote this about me today. While they're trying to be insulting as possible, I'll take it as a compliment. Also, if they're going to pretend that with everything out there, the Dems aren't pro-pedophile these days, we'll have to take them to the Ministry of Truth for re-education. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, Earl Weber had a wonderful, wonderful, in fact, I retweeted this and retruthed it. Uh, er, uh, Errol, uh, uh, Earl Weber, uh, and that's at, uh, Earl, E-R-R-O-L Weber, W-E-B-B-E-R on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, I'm not sure on truth, uh, but he said Adolf Hitler had a ministry of truth. Joseph, Joseph, uh, uh, Goebbels had a ministry of truth. Joseph Stalin had a ministry of truth. And Joseph Biden has a ministry of truth. Uh, no truer words could be spoken. Then let's go over to Gab and, uh, we'll, we'll pull up, uh, Gab over there and, uh, look at, uh, maybe a couple of things over there. So we don't want to leave out all of our main social medias, uh, our, our platforms rather. Uh, <laughs> Cat Turd is back in style. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he, he's been sick. And uh, he's doing a little better now. But he said Joe Biden couldn't pass a field sobriety test completely sober. And, uh, man, that is um, that is so true. Andrew Torba, who is actually the founder and CEO of Gab, uh, says Christianity is incompatible with liberalism. Simple as that. And, boy, that is so, uh, so true. Uh, Congressman Paul Gosar uh, talked about. Uh, what is Trevor Noah? I believe is his name. One of the most unfunny, non-funny comedians I've ever heard. And I've not listened to him very much at all. I can't, I just can't. Uh, but, uh, he joked tonight, said everything's looking up under Joe Biden. Food is up. Gas prices is up. And everybody laughed. It was a great ha 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 moment. And Congressman Paul Gosar, uh, very succinctly and very wisely, uh, uh, observed with this gab. The elites joke and laugh about sky high prices of gas, food, and rent. We, the people, are, are not laughing. Uh, Neon Revolt says, Hey, remember how just a couple of days ago Twitter lost a ton of accounts because it had been overestimating them by like several million? I wonder if Elon will find out anything interesting about all these missing accounts. And, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot that comes out of that. Um, and so, uh, anyway, um, 
That ought to do it. Uh, just so thankful for all of you being here today. Thankful for you being with us on this Monday. Hope you have a wonderful Monday. Have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful week. We'll be right back here on Tuesday. Uh, Doc and I were trying to figure out a day that he can come off the road and do a show. He was going to try to do a show tonight. Uh, had a couple of things come up at the last minute, was not able to do it, but uh, he's committed to getting back on here. So please don't give up on him. He will be back sooner than later, and we'll all be very happy. So thankful that you joined us on this wonderful Monday, and we will see you 